I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Welcome to the Saint Happy Hour podcast, featuring Dave Cariello... Andrew Juge, Ralph Malbro, and when he decides to show up, Kevin Hell. We are the perfect blend of Saint sincerity and stupidity. Wait, did you do it during the playoff run? I did. I ate Popeyes, but I didn't do red beans and rice. I well, did. Then the Seattle loss is on you. You didn't eat the beans? What did you do? Mashed potatoes? Oh my God. I did mashed potatoes. All this time, it was Ralph's fault. We lost. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Ingram fumbling or Colston throwing a backwards pass. It was me. It was my crippled ass. <laughs> and now here's your host, Ralph Malbro. All right, everybody, welcome to Saints Happy Hour podcast. We're six days away from actual Saints football that counts, that's real, that's beautiful. Uh. So, Andrew, just go ahead. Just brag about your fucking UDFA adopted <laughs> son making the team yes, from jail. Baby. Just, just, Let's just go. go. Just enjoy it. It's yeah, so we uh, adopted UDFAs this fall or this uh, this summer. Dave went with little Jordan Humphrey. Congratulations, Dave, on your adopted son making the practice squad. After clearing waivers, because no one wanted him, uh, congratulations to you, Ralph. Your adopted son was at least worthy of getting a waiver claim, and he's with the Jaguars now, I believe. So he's he's dead to you, right? I mean, <laughs> he is. He he went to Jaguars. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Curtis Granderson, who has been in jail for the entirety of training camp, is received an exemption from good old our buddy, our good old pal. Roger Goodell, good friend of the show, good friend of the franchise. <laughs> and what do you know? We got two weeks with Curtis Granderson exempt and on the roster. I believe we have a clear winner. Go ahead and sound the horn, Ralph. God damn it, dude. You should be so proud. By the way, I'm sure Ozippo is now living with um, some... Uh, Loser who has a mediocre Jacksonville Jaguars podcast somewhere in uh, <laughs> Florida. Do you it's think great. they have an adopted son program on that podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's I think it's one of the best things we've ever done, and I think Andrew's UDFA adopted son making the team while a warden of the state of Wyoming is the most Saints happy hour <laughs> podcasting ever. Well, and you uh, know what's funny is like we might not have even like paid attention to this. Uh, had we not had Andrew not adopted him, you know, we probably would have. He probably would have been out of sight, out of mind, and we probably wouldn't have even been looking at the roster all training camp and even paying attention that he had even been arrested or in jail. But uh, I do want to say one thing: uh, this is uh, a marathon. It's not a sprint. not a sprint. Uh, so talk to me in three years when little Jordan is lighting it up still with the Saints and uh, you mean lighting it up Grant- in XFL? Oh, that he'll be old news. We'll have new adopted sons. You know, it's it's like a season of The Bachelor. You, no one cares. You know what what these contestants do after the show's over if they get married or divorced or break up. You know, so not that I watch these shows. My wife does. no. So so Dave. Uh, yeah, it's all my wife. But Dave, if 
we had gambled actual money on whose UDFA son would make the roster. And we wanted to gamble on other things like football games this weekend, like Tulane being a 14-point underdog at Auburn. If we wanted to do such reckless gambling, where would we go? Dave? Uh, well, first, let me ask you it's guys. It's not a lie. Sorry. <laughs> why are you? Why? Why are you? I played the horn by accident. Just let it finish. I'm having <laughs> troubles. Go ahead. Oh God. Well, let me ask you something, guys. If you found a hundred dollars on the street, would you pick it up or would you keep walking? Of course, you'd take the money. So why do you keep picking winners and not betting on them? That's why you should go to my bookie. It's fast. It's easy. And they pay when you win. And let's face it, when you're betting is just as important as who what who you're betting with is just as important as who you're betting on. Uh, you know, for instance, if you're the kind of guy that likes to bet a little and win a lot, try a parlay. If all your picks come through, you'll multiply your winnings. And no matter how you bet, the NFL season is the best time of the year. Join now and my bookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code armchair to activate the offer. That's promo code armchair. So visit M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E dot A-G today. You play, you win, you get paid. I feel like, Dave, that wasn't one of your better efforts, but I feel like it was it probably was, because I was just knocking shit over like a bull in a china shop. Or more well, likely I, a drunk. I was out of my... The, the whole train thing threw me off. Uh, I want to give a quick shout out to Super uh, Super Deformed who uh, has joined us in the chat, I believe, for the first time. Yeah, and he is a he is a show. he is a um, he is a a patron, and he has done a, 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 a has has done a patron spotlight, which me and him just talked about the 1980s Bum Philip Saints. It was amazing. Find it; it's somewhere. Um, so the Saints did actual. They did a huge, thing. They not did a huge thing. news, but semi big news. They traded for Kiko Alonso, who, by the way, is a. I mean, like, if you. Not that I'm into other men, not that there's anything wrong with that, but he is fucking good looking. Like, he is stunningly good looking. And he's apparently a dirty player, uh, which, whatever. Um, where, where are you going with this? I don't know. But what I was going to say we're, is... We're there already. That's where we're going. <laughs> we're going to... Kiko Alonso is one sexy mother beast. <laughs> he, he's, sex, he's sexy. Uh, so, but we talked about like this... Him better than uh, Anzalone with the flowing lock? I mean, he's... I think he might be. Like, the, Sa- the Saints probably have the best-looking linebacker tandem in the NFL between him, between... Uh, between... Uh, Anzalone and Kiko. We need. We might need to get some. We don't need to get some music for Kiko. Uh, By the way, are... AJ Klein is not an attractive man. <laughs> Since we're talking about, I mean, I don't know. He attractive. just always stands out to me as like he's a little funny looking. Yeah. So, um, I guess my question is. We talked about it today on the daily sh- on the daily podcast, which everyone should. If you're if you're not uh, a patron, you should become a patron so you can get the daily podcast. Uh, I told Andrew Dave today that Mickey Loomis trading for Kiko Alonso, a starting NFL linebacker, and giving up Vince. Uh... This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And 
Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Beagle is Mickey Loomis's greatest trade ever yeah i heard you i heard you say that and i think you're giving mickey uh way too much credit uh yeah i don't know i you know the the dolphins are in you listen to the nfl ringer podcast i mean the dolphins are in total tanking for tua mode uh this season and uh they have been trading away or everything getting rid of everybody so this was I don't think Mickey Loomis had to do much to get Kiko Alonso. I mean, the Dolphins are trying to get rid of everybody. They're cleaning house. They're rebuilding. They want young players. They want traffic. He gave up a special team line. No, I I understand that. No, I understand that. And that's way better than giving up, uh, you know, a a fourth or a fifth. Forget about, like, the mindset. Like, it's Vince Beagle for Kiko Alonso. I understand that, (laughs) but you have to come think of it from Miami's standpoint. They were probably getting rid of Alonso anyway. They probably wanted to get rid of him. So they're just as happy to just get a young talent, semi-talent, whatever, as they are for getting nothing. So So you think we – do you think we fleeced them harder when we got a draft pick out of them for Stefan Anthony? uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> the fifth Absolutely. round pick that, the fifth that, round pick that, for Steven Anthony. That's a big win. That's a crime, man. That's 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 uh that's third degree larceny by Loomis there. I mean, because Anthony Anthony's gonna be starting middle linebacker for the for the Houston Oil Derricks of the XFL next year. Um So somebody said AJ Klein's head looks like uh Patrick from SpongeBob. <laughs> if you have kids, that's really fucking funny. Um, so, Andrew, you also uh, plug for your grades. You made uh, predictions for the 53-man roster throughout your grading process, which people can get for $10 a month during the regular season. You nailed some of these picks for the grades. You you nailed a lot of them. Uh, I, but I was surprised that Chris Banjo didn't make it just because the Saints gave him a little bit of money to, to keep I him. I said free. that. I said he was on the bubble, did I not? Yeah, you did. I, I just figured that. that, you know, he hasn't signed with anyone, so he may be back. But but what uh, yeah. what of the roster, did anything surprise you? So, you know, the minute I the reason I thought Banjo was in trouble was – JT Gray was just having such a great preseason and he made the team last year. So I kind of said on Twitter that JT Gray has become like the roster cut down 53, like bottom end of the 53 man roster, Grim Reaper. Like, you know, two years in a row, he's been costing people their jobs this year. It's uh, Chris Banjo, but um, you know, JT Gray looked really good at safety, uh, very strong tackler. And then once again on special teams, he's, usually one of the first guys down he's making those tackles and so um i think he's made a lot of progress as a safety and i think the saints maybe felt like hey we love chris banjo he's our guy you know we love him as a captain but we feel like maybe jt gray has made enough progress as a backup safety that you know we would prefer him in the game if an injury happened to marcus williams so i think that's part of the reason why you saw him make the team over banjo but you know I think that the 53-man roster, none of it really surprised me. I also predicted that they might only keep two tight ends. Um, Tom Stewart, I see you were surprised by that. I was not. Um, just because I didn't feel, feel like Dan Arnold really is a tight end. I feel like Dan Arnold is competing with Kirkwood and guys like Emmanuel Butler. Um, I, don't, I don't really think he's a third tight end. He's more of is like Is Dan a, Arnold going to be the new Bryce Harris, meaning he's going to be on the roster, on the off, on, off, on, Oh, it's off. in play. It's in play, yeah. But, you know, so I think really when you look at the Saints roster, the two biggest surprises, um, you know, there's always something that catches you off guard. I'd say I was more on it this year in terms of my predictions than I am sometimes where I'm just way off. But um, 
the two tackles, so uh, Greenridge and Omame, those two guys making the roster surprised me. I mean, Michael Ola was just injured, and then he was really bad. So you know, he ends up not making the team. Run and, uh, you know, Newhouse was another guy who um, was kind of higher up in the pecking order, and he got banged up. So they end up kind of taking two younger players at backup tackle. Um, and that that's a little scary because now I think if something happens to the tackles, it's probably – Andres Pete that's getting kicked out again because I don't think you can play those guys um, and maybe they develop but I backup tackle to me with those two guys being in the top 53 feels real shaky Dave people were freaking out about the Saints releasing your adopted son little Jordan Humphreys and uh, Emmanuel Butler at wide receiver and right but... and right rightfully so rightfully so <laughs> but they both but they both cleared waivers, and they both on the practice squad getting a check. Um, if I said to you, one of them is playing the first three weeks and is going to catch three passes, are you betting on your adopted son or Emmanuel Butler to actual? Who's going to catch a pass first in an NFL game? Oh, now that's a good question. That is a damn good question. You see, Ralph, that's why you're the host. That's why you're. That's why you're <laughs> that is a good us. question by me. Usually, I just stumble over it, and, and 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 you say, "Is there a question in there?" And I'm like, eh, "Not really." But that is a good question. So answer it. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I, you know, I, I just, it wouldn't be right if I didn't choose little Jordan Humphrey. I mean, I, I can't. I, I, I gotta stay with it now. Uh, but I mean, it, it could. You know, I I don't know. I think little Jordan Humphrey is limited in like the routes he can run and that kind of stuff. So, you know, I think Emmanuel Butler is maybe a little bit more of a complete wide receiver, but at the same time, can he be trusted? You know, we saw what he did in the preseason. He had a lot of drops. He was inconsistent. Uh, it's 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 really the two of them. Honestly, I feel like they're going to be tied together uh, as long as they're here. I'll, in New Orleans, uh, I'm, but I'm—I'll go with a little Jordan. This is this is a coin flip, really. Andrew, what do you think they'll do at wide receiver the first against the Texans? Like, if if I if you had to put money on it, who who's going to be the guys that are going to be active? Well, I think Kirkwood still hurt, so I think we'll probably see more Austin Carr and Traquan in this first game. I think those those two will be the more involved ones in this one. Traquan Smith is a starting receiver for me in the Saints Happy Hour Auction League. Oof. And Adrian Girl. Peterson is my starting running back, along with Deion Lewis. Well, that's what happens when you spend a maximum amount of dollars on uh, Jared Cook. We that's we went happens. we 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 went we went a little luxurious at tight end. Well, I I admit it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, they only have two on the roster, so if they're if they're throwing to a tight end this year, it's probably going to be Cook. Dave, the one thing that people sort of, as I was off in I was off in the Mississippi coast uh, Sunday morning, boating and drinking and that sort of thing, so my reception wasn't great on my, even myself my cell service. But people were saying, hey, they traded for Kiko Alonso. Why didn't they go and get an offensive tackle? They need a backup tackle. And Andrew mentioned it um, before, you know, they, they could kick up Pete out. Ola was kind of terrible. Um, were you surprised that they didn't make another move besides linebacker? Were you Thinking they not what you were hoping they would do, but were you were you thinking, hey, they're they're gonna they're they're gonna do this, and they didn't. Besides linebacker, was it was there something that they did, they did, didn't do that you were surprised at? No, not really. Um, I mean, overall, this is a pretty solid roster, um, uh, except for I, backup tackle. <laughs> who, what I team mean, does have a good backup tackle, though? You know. Well, like, and I mean, you know, like. You know, I mean, I, I guess, uh, I, mean, I mean, if they're going to do something like that, I would, the only moves I was assuming they were going to make is maybe claim somebody off waivers, you know, somebody that another team has dumped uh, that was potentially a bubble guy. But I certainly didn't see them uh, pulling the trigger on a trade for somebody and who's, you know, could potentially be a difference maker like Kiko Alonso. <laughs> Andrew, were you surprised of, of anything else that you that you thought they might do that they didn't? 
No, um, I, it's like Dave said, I agree. I think it's a pretty solid roster. You know, I think there's just less surprises when they don't feel like they have to get desperate. I, I mean, the biggest surprise was just acquiring Kiko Alonso. I don't know that I saw that coming, but with Craig Robertson potentially out for a little bit, Sean Payton said he's day-to-day. I joked on our podcast earlier today that when, when you hear day-to-day with Sean Payton. That means he could be dead. Could, he could be dead, yeah. I mean. um, but but An- Anzalone is uh, also banged up, so you know it's just weird because if Anzalone ends up playing, where does Kiko Alonso fit? I like, mean, that's not clear to me where he fits. It's a good backup to have, though. Man, to pay five million dollars for a backup—that's a lot of money. Well, maybe yeah, not. But that's some co- – I mean, the the spending period of free agency is over. Like, it doesn't matter what they spend. As long as, as long as they're under the cap now, like, who cares what anyone costs? Well, that's true. It's, it's some cost. It's, it's, like, uh, it's, like, it's like ending a game with timeouts. Like, you don't get to you, – you don't get to – well, you do get to yeah. roll over some cap space for next year. But uh, same point. Um, you know, before we get to the – for the, the Texans and um, week week one games, I, I'm sort of concerned, not concerned, but I look at um, safety and how do you, how do you guys feel about safety if Bell or Marcus Williams goes down. That's a, besides left tackle. That's a, that's a position that I feel like we we don't really talk about, and it could be a little bit of an issue if somebody gets misses some time. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't even. I mean, I'm looking at the roster now. Uh, I mean, so who's? I mean, you got the rookies. You got Saquon J- Hampton, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, and then JT Gray. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> None of that is, is is filling me with confidence. That's for sure. Does Kiko Alonso have a made up boyfriend? Does, does, safety, does safety matter though? <laughs> I thought like three years ago, four years ago, like we were going to like that's why that's why Jarris Bird got all that money. Three safeties, the, baby. Yeah, I thought the league. Rob was Ryan was going to get weird. Had, well, I just thought the whole league was 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 adapting and becoming a, a safety-heavy defense, you know, copycat league. Apparently not. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I go back and forth, but I just feel like there's times where the Saints are playing so much single high safety where the, sa- the high safety, in this case Marcus Williams most of the time, is like 20, 25 yards behind the line of scrimmage that – as long as he's a guy that can tackle well, like closing speed, being able to play the ball is less important because they're almost never getting opportunity. Well, here's the thing, though. If Mar- well, at yeah. single high safety, would you would you would you feel okay if it's not Marcus Williams? If it's someone else, you'll be you you'd be like, oh, it's all right. Uh, as long as they tackle well, you know, <laughs> and there's safeties that don't run that fast to tackle pretty well. So, and you can find those. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I Again, I go back and forth on this. I mean, there's no denying the impact that Darren Sharper, he who will never be named, there's no, there's no impact. There's no denying the impact that he had on that Super Bowl run. But, but like, if you ask me, would I rather a better front seven? Would I rather better cover corners? Absolutely. You know, the safety to me is, it's, it's great if you have Ed Reed, if you have a great one that's a Hall of Famer, but... I don't know. I, I just think about all the other positions, whether it was Ray Lewis, Terrell Suggs, like all, that whole vaunted Ravens defense. If you were to ask, you know, Brian Billick, who was the coach at the time, would you, which one of the, if you had to lose one of your Hall of Famers, which one would you want to lose? I think you would pick Ed Reed. I think you'd say, yeah, Ray Lewis and Terrell Suggs and the pass rushers and the front seven and our cover corners, they were way more valuable to us. That's my gut. Somebody asked, is there anything left of value to poach from the Dolphins? We can give them Austin Carr. Um, I ain't giving up Austin Carr. Are you kidding me? 
So, here's a Wait, question. But I'm looking that at I... the roster. It's like some of these people. I, I, we've never talked about any some of these people ever in the history of this podcast. Hey, Dave, why don't you heard... why don't you list some names and and we, West me and Andrew, Horton. can see you can... and Wes Horton. Yeah, we we talked about Wes Horton when they signed him. Yeah, for ten seconds. Sh- Shy Tuttle. He was on my list of players in my player grades who I thought would make the team. He did. See, that's why you need to pay $10 a month during the year because Andrew's going to grade every single player, and you can sound cool at parties. Who the hell you can is drop Shai names Tuttle? like Shay Tuttle. I, I, if you read my player grades for that last preseason game, I named him as my defensive player of the game. Shay Tuttle Ooh. sounds like a villain from the hills on MTV. It's not, it's not Shay. It's Shay. Shy Tuttles. Uh, wait, Same who else thing. was there? That, that was your mistake, Dave. You thought you were cute picking little Jordan because he had a funny first name. You should have picked <laughs> up. You would have won this competition. Dude, hey, man. Hey, hey. It, it was hard to make the team at wide receiver, okay? They had Austin Carr and Keith Kirkwood. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shy Tuttle I'm sounds like a bad decision you made at a strip club uh, in your early 20s. Wait, Ethan Greenridge, offensive line. What position does he play? We, he's a tackle, and we have definitely never discussed him on this podcast. Greenridge. Yeah, he's a tackle. I There's would... your back tackle right there. What, you don't, you're not crazy about Ethan Greenidge? Yeah, you haven't heard about all the plays he was, he's been making this preseason. Uh, Andrew, did you grade him? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't no. know he was on the Saints if he was wearing his fucking uniform. I barely knew he existed. Does he I mean, exist? That's, that's, that's really it. Everybody does else, he? Everybody else. I couldn't pick. I couldn't pick Ethan Green. What's his name? Green. Edge. Ethan Greenidge. 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 I, I couldn't pick him out of a two-person lineup. Yeah. <laughs> so people in the chat room are um, are talking about uh, Blue Chew and where is Kevin? Well, Kevin's not with us tonight, but. He's he always with us in spirit work. because he has read the Blue Chew ad magnificently. So, Kevin, even though you're not here in spirit, why don't you tell us about Blue Chew? Blue no, he Chew is here brings in you spirit. the first chewable yeah, that's right. with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know it works in giving you a boner. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor's visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. Besides from me reading this, it's made in the U.S. of A, America. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, it's cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. You can visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free. When you use our special promo code armchair, just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E, chew.com, promo code armchair, A-R-M-C-H-A-I-R, to try it for free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we'd like to thank them for sponsoring this train wreck of a podcast. I think Zion in the background made it extra special. It never never gets old to me. One note on Blue Chew. If you use Blue Chew and you send your receipt to Saints Happy Hour at Gmail, we will reimburse you the five dollar shipping. Just send us the receipt, and Armchair will do that for you, just so you know. Um, here's a question that... Oh, Tom Stewart just dropped the perfect line. Is your Tuttle a little shy at game time? Blue <laughs> Try Blue Chew. Yeah. We got we to work that in. That's Andrew, Andrew is a Zionist. <laughs> Andrew loves the, my Zion phone message even more than I'm me. I'm never deleting it. And I love it so much. Um, here's a question that I try to answer in my WWL column, which, by the way, we'll post uh, tomorrow. And I will be on the morning show on Monday, I believe, previewing the Saints and having Eric Paulson insult me. So tune in at 645 on Monday. Uh, I already read less East season preview. It was much better. <laughs> You're a giant asshole, Dave. Man, salt on the wound. No, man. What about today? 
Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah. <laughs> hate you, Dave. I hate you. <laughs> he wrote, and, and the thing is, like, Les East, he wrote, a, 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 like, a history of the Zephyrs that I saw today. That's winning next year. I don't, I'm not even submit. He <laughs> it's, wrote, already, he wrote, it's already over. <laughs> it's already over. It's, it's done. He, he wrote the, a, an oral history of the Zephyrs. I'm done. But... Here's my question that I ask in my WWL column, and I asked it on Twitter today, and uh, you guys can answer. Because here's the thing. Uh, I asked, what can happen in the Saints' regular season to make you happy? And I know people are like, nothing can make me happy except the Saints winning the Super Bowl because we got fucked in the NFC Championship game. I get that. You, we want we want to win a Super Bowl. We, we want... To be, we want to right the the wrong that the refs did to the Saints. We want all that, but they got 16 weeks of games. So, what can make you happy and enjoy 2019, and sort of make the NFC Championship not as horrible? And I'll start with you, Dave. Uh, Drew Brees winning the MVP. Ooh, that's a good answer. Yeah, that's what I want to see. I, he was robbed last year. I want to see him keep lighting it up. Uh, yeah, that's what I want to see. Andrew, what could make you happy? And people in the chat room, you can chime in. You can chime in too. What What will make you happy in 2019 to sort of ease the pain of the NFC Championship before the playoffs? What What can happen in the regular season to make you really happy and enjoy well, and enjoy it more? Of course, you know I w- would love to just make the playoffs and make another run at this thing. Um, so, I mean, that first and foremost—that's uh, what I'm looking for. But, uh, and and I would be remiss if I didn't also say that going into Los Angeles week two and curb stomping the Rams would be amazing. I I I, I don't really hold a bad call against them, but I just kind of hate them now. Yeah, I just do. And, uh, you know, we, we got revenge on the Vikings last year, and I want to get that on the Rams. But the one thing I've, I've had my eye on historically for a while now is this Saints-Falcons head-to-head because the Falcons own the head-to-head 51-48. So if oh, did the Saints you, did you, sweep Andrew, did you, this year, did you mention the Falcons? Just to make it 28-3. Did. Bryant knocks it through. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. The, by the way, the Falcons kicker situation was such a fucking disaster. They cut Matt Bryant in the offseason. Their preseason kicking was so bad, they re-signed him last Friday. It's amazing. It's so good. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so it's 51-48 to 48 in favor of the Falcons. Uh, the Saints cut it uh, from 51-46 to 46 with their sweep last year. So a sweep first of all they're going to play for the 100th time this year their first game of the year against each other will be the 100th meeting between the falcons and the saints in the regular season um and if the saints can sweep this year they'll cut head to head it'll be 51 50 it'll be falcons by one so uh for a long time in my youth you know, the saints have really narrowed that gap with sean payton i mean for a long time the falcons Led head to head by an appreciable distance, um, but a sweep this year would go a really long way to giving the Saints a chance for the first time ever to get close to taking that head to head. So I, I've had my eye on that pretty much for the duration of my fanhood, and I'm hoping that they can narrow the gap there. So that that would make me very happy sweeping the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, I, I want the Saints to ramp up their being a villain and I want the media to be mad at them. I want scores to be run up. I want the bonk game to get crazy. I want Michael Thomas to ramp up his celebrations. I want Pete Prisco to have an aneurysm is basically what I'm saying. And Drew McGarry said it last Friday. He's tired of the Saints fans wanting vengeance, wanting all this revenge. I don't give a shit. I want want America to hate the Saints and fear them at the same time. like, And that involved, obviously we want to win, but I want to win, not with st- I want to win in a classless way that only Saints fans enjoy. And I want, I, want, I want a bunch of Mondays, preferably early in the year, where, the, where first take is about the Saints being terrible and running up the score. 
That's what I want. Um, uh, Andrew, you just asked the chat room, how much of the head, Falcons head-to-head? All of it, 5%, maybe 40% of it was bad. You, you, we understood you, but you sounded like you had a brain injury. Like you, you, you sounded like somebody hit you with a hammer seven, eight times. Um, which is on brand for us. <laughs> Frustrating. It's all right. So, um, before we get to the Texans, uh, game predictions and and things, I want to. Oh, I need to remind everybody, patrons. We started a survivor pool on Yahoo. Go if you if you are a patron. We emailed you twice, but you can go to the page, the Saints Happy Hour page on Patreon and scroll down. It's a post. Click the link and join, but only patrons can see that. you got to be a patron to play. The winner gets an extra-large Saints Happy Hour t-shirt and your own patron spotlight episode uh, if you win. Uh, is that, so- is that a, you're out if you get it wrong once you're yes, out. Yes, you were out if you you were out if you get it wrong once. And here's the thing, we have 200 patrons and only 45 of you have signed up. So there's a ton of you out there that are patrons uh, that haven't signed up. So just you got till Thursday. Uh, Thursday night before the first game before the Bears Packers kicks off. Get in there and sign the fuck up. Uh, so uh, do it. Uh, and it, <laughs> Super Deformed said, it's not a raffle. It's not a raffle, Super Deformed. Everybody can play in this survival pool and somebody wins. All right, I, I, guess it is, I guess it is, uh, I guess it is a raffle. Um, so, dude, the Texans, I, I, I mean, here's a, here's a thing. The Saints, they have done some reckless reckless shit under Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton. Like, we're not even going to deny. Like, they've traded they trade away picks during the draft to move up every single year. It's not a matter of when. It's a matter of F and how much. But the Texans went out and gave the Dolphins two first-round picks for a left tackle and Kenny Stills, and they traded Clowney for a big bag of fucking nothing. Um. So, how are you feeling about the Saints-Texans, or have you not paid attention to the Texans at all? I mean, I've been paying attention. Uh, oh, and Lamar you know, Miller's out for the year. Yeah, uh, I've been paying attention slightly, and obviously, I was aware of the all the recent moves they've made. Um, <clears throat> which, I mean, I think that's I think that's good for the Saints. Uh, you've got a lot of uh, new guys on the team. It takes a little time for everybody to get used to each other, learning new stuff. So, I mean, I think that that's only going to help the. You know, help the Saints. Uh, obviously, Clowney is gone. Um, I mean, I think that's great. Uh, and uh, obviously, yeah, you just mentioned Lamar Miller. They're running back. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to say that this is going to be a cakewalk for the Saints, but it's a primetime game and it's in the dome. Um, you know, obviously, I think we've got to be slightly concerned about um, – uh, you know, their quarterback, you know, just because he's... Here's a, here's a fun... Here's a he's fun a, he's stat. a runner. He's a runner. Here's a fun stat about Deshaun Watson, Andrew. He was sacked 62 times last year. How many times do you think Drew Brees has been sacked in the last three years combined? Less than that. <laughs> no, 67. Oof. So... Well, that doesn't surprise still, me. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's your combined. young running quarterback versus I'm not yeah. getting sacked no matter what veteran, <laughs> you know. But, Andrew, explain uh, I mean, I, your – I think the Saints probably – I would, I, you know, I don't know. I would assume their game plan is – they're going to try to make uh, try to make Watson beat him. And yeah. uh, I just I – don't, I don't know whether that's uh, – I don't know whether he's up to that task just yet. So. Well, here's, here's my – here's the thing I wanted you to explain. Because, Andrew, you've had a theory about – the um, how Sean Payton defends and protects Drew Brees, and explain your theory about how you don't worry about the opponent when they have one elite pass rusher. You worry about teams that have two 
or more really good pass rushers. Uh, explain that theory, and then do the Texans, where do they fit in now that Clowney's gone? Yeah, well, we, we've just seen Sean Payton go against um, Khalil Mack or some, some of these big-time guys. And when the Saints have had trouble up front, it's when the pass rush has been balanced, where they, they can sack you for multiple positions because they have a lot of guys that are good. I, I think Sean Payton does not a better job than maybe anyone in the NFL of when he's facing a guy like Khalil Mack or one of those guys where – He'll stress the rest of his line and put them one-on-one, but he'll roll protection, he'll chip, he'll double-team, whatever he needs to do to put help over there to neutralize the one guy he's really scared of. So, um, before let's we get... Not forget, uh, let's not forget, too, uh, that the Texans have former Panthers, uh, yeah, Matt Khalil, yeah, that, that uh, Cam <laughs> speed, They have Speed Cam, Bump McGee? They've got Speed Bump McGee. Uh, Cam Jordan once famously nicknamed him Speed Bump McGee. So that bodes well for the Saints. I gotta barbecue your ass in molasses. Yeah, that bodes well for the Saints pass rush. I do like that uh, uh, Super Deformed said that this this is the most Ralph thing ever. He just said the Saints are either going to lose by 10 or blow out the Texans. That is the most Ralph (laughs) prediction. Ralph always says, I just have a feeling, Andrew, that this week like, the Saints are either going to win by 25 or they're going to get crushed. Like, there's no in-between. It's true. It's true. Andrew, how many times have I, have, I, have I either said that to you on a phone call or texted that to you in the last five years? Maybe 20. 16 times a season. How many, yeah, how many games have they had during that period? <laughs> All right, we got some fun. We got some good questions from people. Uh, you can ask questions in the chat room. This might be the leader in the clubhouse, even though it's only week one for question of the year. This is from St. Patrick, Dave. Is Andres Pete like the opposite of the old lady in the notebook? Like he's lucid most of the time and then loses all knowledge of what the fuck he's doing a couple times a game. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen the notebook. Surprise, surprise. But uh, Your wife? Well, My wife! Yeah, yeah. I've seen she the notebook has, seven thousand times. She has seen it, uh, but uh, the, from from what it sounds like, it sounds like a pretty accurate description. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andrew, is is this? If I said to you, "Here's a hundred and fifty dollars. Go to my bookie." Is Andres Pete going to be on the Saints roster in twenty twenty? What would you say? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say they let him walk. All right, uh, this is from Steve, Andrew. Is it wrong that I want the Panthers to win this week? They face the Rams at home. Ooh, no. I I think if it was the Falcons, I would draw the line. But, uh, and and this goes beyond just like which team I hate more, right? Because I still still think the Panthers are ahead in the pecking order of which team I hate more. But... I think in the grand scheme of like we want the Saints to have a chance in week two, not not to bury the Rams, but at 0-2, just put mm. them in a really bad situation to start the year. Yeah, right exactly. after Jared Goff gets his $32 million deal a year, which he just got. He got $32 um, million a year? Yes. Yeah, like yes. today. Like I yesterday. picked the wrong week. He's, he's, the, he's the most guaranteed Shh. money in the history of the wrong ever. week. I quit sniffing blue. Jesus. Yeah, that just that was just uh, announced right before the podcast. But, um, you know, I just think they've been fortunate being out in LA that m- most of their fans don't really give a shit. The media doesn't lay into them too hard. But like, I just feel like the pressure cooker could get turned up a little bit. If they lose to Carolina week one and then they get beat by the Saints in L.A., then all of a sudden it starts to become, especially if Goff has like two so-so games. I mean, I I would just really enjoy that. Just to see the media start to turn up the heat on them a little bit. I'm torn on this. Four years, $134 million total and $110 million guaranteed. I mean, he's... 
He's a top 10 quarterback, I guess. Dave, I'm torn on this. I think it's a great question. My thing is, I think I lean towards the Rams just because in the beginning of the year, I want the Saints to get out in front in the NFC in the NFC South. And I know we look at the Rams as the Saints' ultimate competition for home field and that sort of thing. But man, it, you just I, if, if Atlanta could lose in Minnesota and Carolina could lose to the Rams and the Saints win on Monday night, boom, you're out of the gate. You're one game ahead. And I just, but it's it's. Andrew, Do you really view the Panthers as a threat, though? Like, see, I I, I actually think the Falcons could rebound because they have a good roster. And they they do. I don't I don't know that they. I say I want to say they scare me, but I, I view them as apt competition. The Panthers to me are a sinking ship. I, I feel like they're trending way down. Uh it's tough. I want to want at least one of Ron Rivera or Dan Quinn is going to get fired. One of them, both of them are not going to be back in 2020. That's my prediction. I, you know, I hope it's Atlanta, but we'll see. Uh, Dave, this is a good question. This is from Hudat8484. My expectation for Alonzo are along the lines of my old expectations for Scott Shanley. Is that unfair or is that accurate? Uh, I My expectations are higher than that of Scott Shanley. Uh, I think, you know, not that that's an insult or anything. I mean, Shanley played for years uh, with the team, but we all those years we were always waiting for somebody to come in to push Shanley and push him out and to be an improvement and they never could find anybody to do you, that you know it's Shanley right right there's no man on the e. Shanley Shanley what Sh- well Shan Shanley Scott Shanley all right well, I don't know you say potato I say potato uh, uh but uh no I'm you kind of went Ralph for a second there you did not full <laughs> Ralph, like sixty uh, no, percent Ralph. Go, yeah, no, I didn't go full Ralph. It was like a but, mini Ralph, <laughs> but uh, like a troll uh, version of a Ralph. No, I mean I'm expecting Kiko Alonso to. Obviously, he's a veteran and he brings in some leadership, but I'm expecting him to uh, to make make a bigger impact in a shorter term. I don't think I don't know I don't know whether Kiko Alonso is going to be around uh, for five years. Much to Kiko Al- fans dismay. Well, I don't Kiko know Alonso if Kiko Alonso was going to be around for five Kruger, months. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Here's a great question from Super Deformed. Andrew, what kind of car is Austin Carr? <laughs> a Hyundai Sonata? No. He's not that nice of a car. He's like a... He's like a 19... He's like a 2007 Saturn... Uh, with the third door, he's like a or like a third he's like door. A, what the third the Saturn, like a man, like, the, a, like a eight year old Ford Taurus? Yeah, that's what he is. He's not, you know. Um, Dave, what most cherished item or person or pet would you sacrifice to keep peak Drew Brees on the Saints for the rest of your life? Uh, I'll give you my firstborn. <laughs> Andrew, what would you sacrifice? For a Super Bowl? No, to keep no. Drew Brees on the Saints roster for you, the rest of your life. Like you get peak you get peak Drew Brees for like the next 35 years. Uh oh, so this assumes I'll actually live 35 more yes. years. Yes. I, I thought this was one of these trick questions, you know, like where the genie is you, you think you're making a good wish and then he totally screws you. So it's like Breeze retires at the end of the year and I die in a car accident or something. Yeah. Um, but, nah. okay, good. Um, so it's not a trap. It's not a trick. Okay. Um, I would, for 35 years of Breeze, like, does this theoretical assume that he's also still good? Yes. 20 years you, get, you get peak. Are you listening to the question? <laughs> So he's maintaining his productivity. He's maintaining well. being awesome. Peace for the rest of your peak. life. I got you. Peak. Okay, sorry. I missed Which that Which one word. of your okay. kids yeah. are you sacrificing? Yeah. Uh, both. Thank you. So what would you sacrifice, Juge? Both kids. Both kids. Both kids. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, I, I, can't, I can't give up drinking because – 
then Saints games just become so much less fun, right? So I can't, I can't give up drinking, um, and I can't give up this podcast because that's too much fun. Um, the thing is, like, as much as I love Breeze, though, like I don't really care if we. I don't know if you guys feel the same way on this, but. Wouldn't you want something really new care. in like twenty in like twenty thirty? Wouldn't you be like, I just want something new. I just you know. Well, yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like I root for the emblem. I don't root for the player. I mean, I like Drew a lot, and don't get me wrong. Like I would love to see him win another one with the Saints, but if he doesn't get it this year and he retires, let's say, and the Saints win one with Taysom Hill or Bridgewater, like that doesn't make me any less excited. Wait, I have, I have, I have a qualifying question. How many shitty companies does does Drew Brees shill for during that time period? All of them. <laughs> All of them. Yeah, like this... there, there, there's a potential benefit to this. We don't Dude. have to hear about Advocare and Jimmy John's. Maybe those go away when he retires. <laughs> He's talking, he's talking some other pyramid scheme where they insert a chip into the back of your head in like 2045. I don't know that Teddy Bridgewater would do this stuff to us. Yeah, maybe. Here's a question from Dylan. Who wins more games, the Miami Dolphins or or Ralph's fantasy team? That's mean, Dylan. My fantasy <laughs> team is a 37.5 point underdog week one. Just so you know. I need I need Jared Cook to just ball on Monday night. Um, so let's I see. I kind of feel bad saying I'd give up both of my kids. I would never do that. <laughs> I would. Never. I paid. I paid a lot of money. Just for one of my kids. Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing. See, that's the thing, Ralph. You could just buy another kid. Like you could give them. Yeah, <laughs> but Dave, I can't. I can't. All the all the savings is gone. I'm, unless people start. <laughs> subscribing to the podcast and supporting us and getting us more money then maybe i could purchase another kid but now i'm yeah not but if you knew if you knew the same you'd be like biff and back to the future if you knew that the saints had we're gonna have breeze for like 30 years you would just keep betting on them and you could win a lot of money that way <laughs> that's true that's true um so I think that is the end of um, our questions. Uh, but I want to I want to remind you guys before we get to our first Saints pick of the year to go to mybookie.ag, put in the promo code chair, check it out. If you use a deposit of fifty dollars or more, you get a hundred percent sign up bonus. And if you sign up. Uh, and you put in at least $50 and you send us the receipt at saintshappyhour at gmail.com, Armchair Media will send you a check for 20 bucks. So go do it. Uh, uh, all right, Dave, I will start with you. Uh, and one more reminder, go to the Saints uh, Happy Hour Survivor Pool and sign up if you're a patron. Dave, the Saints, uh, depending on what casino or you go to, are anywhere between a six and a half and seven and a half point favorite on Monday Night Football at home at six o'clock uh, against the Texans. The Saints have not won a season opener since Obama's since the beginning of Obama's second fucking term as president. Uh, it's been that long. 2013 is the last time they won an opener. So Saints Texans, who you got? Well, you know, we talked earlier about the game a little bit. I'm obviously I'm going with the Saints. I uh, I don't think that the Texans right now. That I I don't know. All these moves are very curious to me. I'm not sure why you do this at the beginning of the season. Well, you do this because uh, you do this because the Texans fired their general manager in the off season, and they didn't hire a new one. So Bill O'Brien has yeah. all the power, and he's a coach on the hot seat. So he's just doing reckless shit, and he has nobody to tell him no. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know whether Bill O'Brien is is the genius who should be making all of these d decisions <laughs> fair, by himself with, with no checks and balances. So uh, that's how I feel about that. So, I mean, I, you know, I think Deshaun Watson would have to play out of his mind. And I, I think that the Saints plan on limiting Deshaun Watson. Watson. Uh, and obviously, I'm assuming they're going to have a game plan for J.J. Watt. They don't have to worry about Jadeveon Clowney right, anymore. So uh, they can focus on J.J. Watt. Uh, hopefully he does a, you know, 
Zach Streif is now in the play-by-play booth uh, as opposed to on the field. And while I love Zach, you know, I'll always remember uh, that NFL Films game where uh, Zach was or J.J. Watt was mic'd up and he had some not-so-nice things to say about uh, Zach or uh, how easy it was to get past him. But anyway, so I'm going with the Saints. Uh, I digress. I'm going with the Saints. And uh, I'm going to say, uh, it, it's, I don't, you know, uh, I'm going to, even even with the points, I'm going to take the Saints. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say 35, 35-21 Saints. And uh, I'll go with, uh, I'm going to go, <laughs> I'm going to go with, uh, uh, you know what? This is the first. I'm, I'm going to go with Camara as your MVP. No, that's not hype train. No, no, no. Camara's solid pick. So Andrew, who you got? Saints, Texans. Twenty-seven, twenty Saints. Seven-point win. My player of the game. Go ahead and play the hype train again. Go ahead and do that. Curtis Grant. My player of the game. Is Deontay Harris, baby. Oh my 20, god. 20, five minutes left in the game. Takes a punt to the house for the win. Oh my god. Saints oh, and of would... course it's sealed by a beautiful pick by we'll say Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Oh my god. <laughs> yep. Rookie rookies making plays all over the place. It's I... it's either it's either the rookie or it's Kiko Alonso that gets the game winning pick. <laughs> I forgot what I said in my Channel 4 column as far as score, so this may be different than what I picked. But I'm going to say Saints 31, Houston 13. The Texans are going to be a fucking disaster. They're trying to work in a new tackle. Kenny Stills. They don't have Lamar Miller. Like If the Saints can just stop DeAndre Hopkins and... And Deshaun Watson from scrambling. They can win. The Texans shouldn't be able to run the ball on them. Duke Johnson is a nice little running back, but he's not really a pound that pounded between the tackles guy. Uh, I think the Saints are going to block J.J. Watt. The Texans secondary is not that good. They don't have Honey Badger anymore. I think the Saints are going to do a ton of stuff. And my MVP is jet $182 motherfucking Jared Cook is going to catch nine passes for 170 yards and three touchdowns and lead me to a fantasy victory over whoever the fuck I play in the Saints Happy Hour League Adult League. How about them apples? Motherfucker. How about that? I picked the wrong week. Quit sniffing blue. So, um, we may have set a record tonight for most people in the live stream uh, we may be over a hundred. It says twenty-seven are watching now, but I can see the little number. We may be over a hundred for total for this podcast. And I just want to say, and I didn't tell you guys this before the show because I wanted to surprise you, Dave. How many people do you think listen to this little show in August? Uh, oh, I thought you had tweeted this out before. Uh, I was like fifty thousand, sixty thousand, fifty-four thousand four hundred and eighty-three. Yeah. That's a lot. That's a lot of of fucking people for this little ramshackle audio (laughs) deficient podcast. (laughs) It is. Well, I want top 100 in sports podcasts. That's what I want. Come for the joke, stay for the bad audio. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing, though. I know my audio was awful when I said that, by the way. (laughs) It was, man. That would be really on brand. No, that was the best you've sounded all night. <laughs> but I want to thank you guys. And granted, we did. Me and Andrew did a bunch of free shows to try to entice the patrons. We are two dollars away from having a free ga- a gambling show for patrons only live stream Friday night. Um, but I really want to thank you guys. It's been it's it's great, and I can't like fifty thousand to be in the top one hundred and thirty on a uh, top one hundred fifty on on uh, sports for iTunes. It's just amazing. So it was a great August. Uh, we want to thank you guys, all the patrons, all the people that listen for free, even even you people. Uh, it's been fun with the live stream tonight. Uh, I will be at the game uh, Monday night. I'm flying in. If there's a delay, 
of even a little bit. Uh, I will not make kickoff, so we cannot have bad weather in Houston, and we cannot have any fl fucking flight delays southwest. I land at 2.10. I cannot have any delays, so thank you for that. Um, but for uh, Andrew, for Dave, for Kevin, who's MIA, I'm Ralph. Until next week, the bar is closed. Hey, guys. We did it. We made it. It's the regular season. We're here. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.